If your gift is not enveloped in the love of Christ, it ultimately will not develop to will not become anything. For it to be fruitful, it needs to be in Christ. You can be a good teacher and not be a believer, but you won't be a fruitful teacher unless you are a believer. People who come are coming for what well, well, how was worship this week? Oh, it wasn't as good as it was last week, or how was the message this week? Oh, it was kind of flat this week. It's all about what I'm taking. It's almost like a pleasure cruise. I got the cruise mentality. Did they have good coffee this week? Or oh, was that meal good? Or it's all looked at from a, a pleasure cruise vantage point. That's not the design of the church. The design of the church is a rescue vessel. Because of the love and what Christ has done on the cross. And the reason that we get fired up about it is because we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, want to see you guys get fired up about Jesus. What are you thankful for? There's a lot I know I'm thankful for. And I know there was one thing... uh, Snoopy was thankful for. Anyone know Snoopy, Charlie Brown? Right. So, in one of the comics, it reads this. Snoopy, um, it's Thanksgiving Day and dinner's brought to him. uh, But it was just his usual dog food. Right? So he gets his usual dog food that uh, Charlie Brown gives him. And he's like, what is this? It's, it's Thanksgiving Day. I should be eating turkey like the rest of the world, and I'm just getting this dog food. Snoopy stared at the dog food for a little bit, and he thought to himself, well, I'm thankful I'm not the turkey. So, so Snoopy can find thankfulness there. See, as we get ready for the Thanksgiving season, which we'll be here in a couple of weeks, uh, usually it's in this season that we we take the time to remember to be thankful for the things. Uh, Unfortunately, too often, after Thanksgiving, uh, we no longer become thankful. And and case in point on this is Black Friday. We see all, after the, you know, we're sitting around, we're thankful for everything, we're thankful for this food, amen, Black Friday shopping comes and <laughs> going after each other for the latest, latest gift in technology and like, I hate you, I hate you, give me that gift. I wonder how much thankful we are for what we have. See, my hope and prayer this evening is that we learn to live a life of thankfulness, Not just a life of thankfulness in the month of November. Not just a a day of thankfulness on on Thanksgiving Day, but to truly live a life of thankfulness 365 days throughout the year. But to be able to do this, we must have a mindset that is thankful towards the Lord. If, if we have a mindset is th- that is thankful towards the Lord for all that He has done and all that He will do for us, then it's easy to look around and be thankful for what we have. And so with that, we're going to go into Psalm 100 tonight. It's very short uh, verses here, five verses in Psalm 100. And the psalmist talks about uh, being thankful for the Lord. So if you have your Bible... Um, the verses are on your sheet of paper and it's also on the screen as well but we're going to be reading out of Psalm 100 
Uh, and before we do that, actually, I was thinking about this during worship. I forgot to mention someone who's back who was a student. He's actually back here looking to potentially be a leader is Gideon Bueller. So let's welcome Gideon Bueller back. I'm thankful that he's back. That's pretty cool to see a student graduate and then, you know, now he's not a student anymore and he's here. So, so with that, let's go to Psalm 100 and read what God's word has to say. A psalm of thanksgiving. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. His people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless him. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you for every student and leader that's here tonight, Lord. Father, I thank you that by your grace we have the opportunity uh, to gather and read your word, Lord God. Father, I'm thankful for all of this here, Jesus. It's only been given to us by you and you alone. Father, as we, we take this time to read the psalm, Father, I pray that we, allow the Holy, that we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, Lord God, to hear what, the, what your word has to say about being thankful towards you, Lord Jesus. Because when we can learn to be thankful towards you, when we have a heart that of gratitude towards you, and we show that in many ways, Lord, it allows us to be thankful for things and people around us, Lord Jesus. So, Father, would you help us here today? We, we just don't want to be thankful here in, in just this night and, and in the Thanksgiving dinner, but we want to have a thankful heart and attitude for all of our life, Lord God, every single day. God, may the glory and honor be given to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm not someone who always does acronyms, but this came to my mind a couple weeks ago when reading through this. And so uh, we're going to break this down on what it means to be thankful and have a heart of thankfulness towards the Lord. Uh, And the acronym is AGES, A-G-E-S. And I like that because we're called to be thankful to the Lord throughout all of our ages. And for us who are in Christ Jesus, we'll, we'll, for the rest of eternity, we'll be thankful for what the Lord uh, has done. And so, uh, A, <coughs> excuse me, A in ages equals acknowledge. A is acknowledge. And we see in Psalm 103, it says, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. His people, the sheep of His pasture. Now, what does, what does acknowledge mean? Does anyone know like, what this, this word acknowledge means? It's not, a, it's not a rhetorical. Anyone can answer this if they want to. Yes, to give attention to. Yep. Yes, to recognize, to give attention to and to recognize. Uh, another part, part, part of that you can say is to know, right? To, to acknowledge something means to know something. 
And in, in this state, to acknowledge things, to acknowledge who the Lord is, there's, there's two different ways that we know. Right? It, the first way is in a cognitive sense, which this is what it's talking about. In a cognitive sense, in our brain, if, if we hear God's word, if we're reading God's word, if, if we hear teachers and those who preach God's word, we, we can, in an intellectual way, get to know who God is. And we can acknowledge, yes, God is real, or we can try to deny that, whichever way you go. But, but you can acknowledge, yes, I know of God, I've, I've heard of God, and, and I know what His Word says, in a cognitive sense. But another way to acknowledge or to know the Lord is through an exp, ex, um, experience, in an experience sense. And, and here's what I mean for, for an example. How many of you... When you go through God's Word, read about miracles that have happened throughout the Old and the New Testament, right? So how many of you, you so you know of miracles that have happened, correct, in a cognitive sense. Now, have any of you ever been with someone or, or around someone where you were praying for a miracle to happen and a miracle took place? Anyone ever experienced something like that? I, I want to I challenge you because maybe you're thinking, oh, well, just a miracle means someone was healed or, or um, they were able to speak in a different language or whatever it may be. But can I tell you something? Who was here for baptism last week, last Wednesday, when three, four students publicly gave their life to the Lord, right? Can I tell you, you all who were there experienced a miracle? Because it's a miracle by God through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives are transformed. Because here's the thing, us as humans, me as a teacher, Quincy as a teacher, Craig as a teacher, all the small group leaders, we don't save you. We, we don't save you. What we do is we share the message. We're just messengers of the message to Jesus Christ who saves you. And, and for us, when we see people who will declare, yes, inwardly, I believe this about Jesus, that He is the Son of God, that He died for my sins, that He rose again three days later, that He ascended into heaven, that He calls me to go out and share the gospel message, and that He will be back one day for His church. When we acknowledge these things, a miracle just took place. A miracle just took place. And I love actually even before a couple of verses before that. It says, a psalm of thanksgiving, let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. A big shout to the Lord. It's, it's not a, yes Lord, we, we acknowledge you. It's a big shout, Lord, we acknowledge you. We're not afraid in a society that wants to get rid of God and say God doesn't exist and, and think that what is good is now evil and what is evil is now good. We don't hide and we don't cower, but we acknowledge with a shout of triumph saying, Jesus Christ is Lord. God is the Lord of all things. And through this joyful shout, we are offering loyalty to the Lord. With this joyful shout, we are offering loyalty to the Lord and we are welcoming Him in our hearts and one day when He comes again as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's not to, just, it's not to be given lightly this shout of joy 
When we shout to the Lord, it reminds me of the song, Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let it sing. I think that's part of the lyrics. What we are saying, I totally commit to you. Jesus, you're not just my Savior, but you're my Lord. And we see through this psalm, just with acknowledging, we acknowledge that he made us, and we acknowledge that we are his, that we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And you'll read this in your small groups, but in John 10, Jesus talks about those who can hear the voice, that those who are part of the, the, the sheep pen. The sheep knows the shepherd's voice. And, and you may be asking, like, I've been in prayer at times, Mike. I've heard some different things, but I don't know if it's of God, if it's of my flesh, if it's of the devil. How do I know it's the voice of God? And I'm here to tell you, you know it's the voice of God because the voice of God never con- contradicts his word. The voice of God never contradicts his word. And you'll read a little bit later on in small groups what that looks like in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. So we acknowledge. We show gratitude in acknowledging. We have a thankfulness of who God is by acknowledging who He is. We show another way of of having a thankful heart of the Lord by giving. And that's G, giving. In Psalm 104b, the second part of Psalm 104, it says, Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. And so you, how do we give thanks to the Lord? There's many ways, but here are just, a, a few, just three of them that I said. The first one is verbally. Verbally, we give thanks. I, I was actually talking to Craig last Saturday. We briefly talked about this in our men's Bible study about having a heart of gratitude in that. And you said, what, you put like a list of a hundred stuff? It's about 35. 35. He starts off his day just being thankful, uh, giving thanks to the Lord for what he has or what God has done and things like that. And I think sometimes when we hear about giving thanks to the Lord for things, we, we may think, oh, it's got to be something really big like, Lord, thank you for that new car. Or thank you for that new Xbox. Or thank you for whatever it may be. Let me ask you, have you, have you ever just given thanks to the Lord that you're alive today? Have you ever given thanks to the Lord that today you have clean, fresh water to drink of? Have you ever given thanks to the Lord that you are blessed to live in a house? That you have heat, that you, that you have a nice, comfy bed? Have you ever given thanks to the Lord for the food that He's provided for you? Because I tell you, there's many people, not just in this country, but across the world, who don't have it as good as we do. They're struggling. They're fighting. They're, 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 they're <laughs> What's interesting with that, thank you, Lord, for this, but like, there are more people who have less things that are more grateful than what we as Americans can be. Like, I've, Rachel and I, we had the privilege in 2018 to, to go to Tanzania and Africa and, and to, to be um, uh, 
there for 10 days, um, helping there like with certain things and hearing the gospel. And, and, and they're so excited. Like They're thankful just for all the little things that they have. They're thankful that we came and helped them with the, with the school. They're thankful that uh, we would just be in their presence and talking with them. Like They're just so thankful for all that they have. And I'm here to tell you, in Tanzania, we, where we were, we were six hours away from society. We were literally in a desert bush. With, with a little well, so a school, and some and soccer balls, and kids are so excited. Like, I get to kick a soccer ball. See, giving thanks to the Lord doesn't have to be all these big things. It can be things that we take for granted way too often. Another way we give thanks to the Lord is how we live. When, when we commit to ourselves that we are followers of Jesus Christ, that we've totally surrendered to Him, one of the ways that we give thanks to the Lord is by how we live, how we shine the light in this world. When God tells us to go do something, we go do something. If God tells us to give towards something, we go give towards something. If God calls us to... Um, share an encouraging word to someone, you share that encouraging word to someone. If God tells you in your school, hey, go talk to that person about Jesus, you go talk about Jesus. That's another way. These are other ways that we give thanks to the Lord, and it's by how we live and being obedient to Him. And another way is financially, and we've talked about this with the speed of the light. Like, we are really proud of you guys. We, we are. Like, you, when we gave that challenge in February or March, this is our goal. We have till December 7th to reach it. Many of you could have said, mm, no. Many of you could have said, you know what? I'm going to try to sell some stuff, the stuff that you guys have sold, and I'm going to pocket that. I'm not going to give towards Speed of the Light. I'm not going to give towards helping these missionaries do what they need to do. No, we're just going to pocket that and get the latest shoes. Who likes shoes? I don't, I don't know. People like shoes. Okay. There's nothing wrong with having shoes, right? But, but, but you're, you're willing to give in, in those ways. And so we're, we're, we show thankfulness to the Lord. We, we have a heart that is thankful for the Lord by acknowledging Him, giving thanks to Him. And the third one, and this, this may sound weird, but I'm, I'm, I want to explain this one. E is enter. E is to enter. And what I mean by this is that we give thanks to the Lord by entering the gates. Or as Hebrews says, we enter the throne room. In Hebrews 4, verses 15 through 16, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. See, when we enter the throne room, when we enter the gates of the Lord, when we, when we go into our time of prayer, we are acknowledging and we're giving thanks to Him, and we are saying, Lord, I can't do this on my own. Lord, I have all these emotions going on right now. Lord, I've been in school for the last few years and the last, you know, the last few days. I just publicly went uh, public with my faith in Jesus Christ. And there have been people who have been bullying me for the last month, for the last six months, for the last year, for the last two years, Lord. And I don't know what to do. 
I'm here to tell you, when you enter the gate with humility and with confidence and boldness, as that verse just said in Hebrews, God understands. Jesus Christ understands when you are being mocked for your faith. He understands when you are being bullied for your faith. He understands that when people just seem to don't get it, He understands. You want to know why? Because when He went to the cross, He was mocked. People tempted Him, hey, if you are truly the Son of God, come on down from that cross. When He met with the high priest, He was spit at, He was slapped, He was flogged 39 times. Jesus Christ understands what it means to be ridiculed for your faith. But I also want to add a caveat to this as well. Because yes, there are times in our life where we're just going to have difficult seasons and, and we come to the Lord and we just verbalize all the wrongs and all the things that are going, going bad in our life. But we've got to make sure that that's not a consistent habit. I know there have been times in my prayer life where I've gone, gone in and prayed and, and entering to, to talk to the Lord and I'm saying, well, God, this is wrong, 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 this is wrong. Fix it. Amen. Next day. This is wrong, 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 this is wrong. Fix it. Amen. And then there's one, <laughs> you can do it the next day, this is wrong, this is really wrong, and the Lord just saying, whoa, time out. Maybe all this isn't wrong, maybe you're going through all of this to have your character build up. Maybe you're going through all of this to, 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 so you can understand that when you are weak, I am made strong. Maybe you're going through all of this so that you can learn to trust me. And so what I'm saying here is like, yes, I'm not saying you can't go into the throne room and say, Lord, this is what's going on. I need your help. This is what I'm dealing with. But I'm going to ask you, are you thankful that the Lord can help you overcome those things? Because if we have an attitude of like, oh, I don't know if this can happen, or I don't know if the Lord's going to be able to fix it. Can I tell you, he's here with you. He's walking with you through that. So enter that throne gate with humility and boldness, knowing that I'm thankful the Lord Jesus is with me. And the last one, S, is to serve. It's to serve. Psalm 102 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. I love this. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before Him with joyful songs. And I, and I wrote this down, and you can write this down if you want. You don't have to. Uh, but we need to learn to serve the Lord with gladness, even when it's something we're not expecting. Right? We, we learn to serve the Lord even when it's something you weren't expecting. Like, for example, when we were dur during serve week, I don't know if all of us were expecting how hot it could have been at times, right? Throughout serve week for those who have gone. Maybe some of you, when we went to the farm, maybe you were expecting it. Maybe some of you weren't, but you weren't expecting to cleaning up poop. <laughs> Amen. I heard a. <laughs> maybe some of you weren't expecting to get into a paint war when painting the fence as well, right? If you went to serve week, you understand what I'm talking about. If you didn't, I'm, I apologize. But, but sometimes when we serve the Lord, when when God calls us to do certain things, sometimes He'll tell us to do things and we're not expecting it. 
And, and sometimes we can be, be uh, we can uh, fight it. Sometimes we can go into it with a mood of like, I can't believe I gotta. Uh. Or even maybe sometimes when when we as the church ask you to to serve, whether it's on a Sunday or a Wednesday, maybe at first you enjoy it, but but because it becomes a routine after a while and and you're not actually after the Lord and and giving to the Lord, you kind of come into a Sunday like, I'm here. I'm a greeter today. Uh, Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Woo! No, whatever the Lord has called us to serve, we're, we're, we're supposed to do it joyfully. Now, that doesn't mean it's always, it's always going to be fun. It doesn't always mean that it's going to be easy. But, but here's the thing. When, we, when your heart's in it for the Lord, that's your motivation to keep going. That, that's your joy to, to, yeah, I'm not necessarily having a good day, but Lord, I need you to strengthen me right now so I can serve the people that are here tonight. Lord, I, I know that I may, uh, had a bad day at school, and I'm so looking forward to being here on a Wednesday. And, and Lord, I hope that you fill me up with your word, but I also pray that I can serve those that are here for the first time tonight or, or been here for a while. Whatever it is, we are called to serve the Lord with gladness. And, and there's a commentary that, that says this when it comes to uh, serving the Lord. It says, The worship of God includes not only singing His praises, but also serving Him with gladness in an attitude that acknowledges the subordinate and dependent relationship of humans to the Creator. Thanksgiving, praise, and blessing constitute appropriate responses to God's goodness, everlasting love, kindness, and perpetual faithfulness. God's gates and courts refer to you know, the, the Jerusalem temple that we talked about there, but we also, through Jesus Christ, enter the gates. But when we are called to serve, we're called to do it joyfully. And you may be asking, well, why should I be thankful for the Lord? We're, we're in here, should we, why, I get that the, we should acknowledge the Lord, we know that we should give to the Lord in different ways, I know we should to enter through to the Lord and acknowledge how good He is, and I know we're called to serve for the Lord, but, but why should we do all these things? Psalm 105, makes it, Psalm 100, verse 5, makes it pretty clear. For the Lord is good. And his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Here's the two points that you just need to know. Number one, the Lord is good. And this may just be a, sometimes this can be a Christian um, uh, term that's just thrown out there. Yeah, the Lord is good. Cliche is the word I was thinking of. Uh, The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. But I hope you hear this. Like, Look up here for a second. The Lord is good. I, I, I don't... Let me phrase it. I care what kind of situations you are going through. But I want you to know that through those situations, the Lord is still good. Because for some of you in here, you may be first-generational Christians. 
And maybe you go home at night and, and there are things that are happening at home and it's not necessarily good. And, and you may be thinking, well, how's the Lord good in this situation? I'm here to tell you, the Lord is good in this situation because He's choosing you to be the light in your family. He's choosing you to be the generational curse. Or that, I'm sorry, the generational breaking of the curses. So that you can move forward and your family can move forward, no longer being in the bondage of sin, no longer being in the bondage of Satan, but that it starts with you because God is good. And we also see in here that God is faithful. God is faithful. And this is why we can acknowledge. This is why we should have a a thankful heart. God is faithful in all the things that He does. He is faithful in all the promises that He has spoken. And sometimes it doesn't come to pass as quickly as we want it to. And some of us, we're thinking, when is the Lord coming back? We've heard for generations, the Lord's coming back. When is He coming back? I'm here to tell you, He will come back when... It's the right time when it's the perfect time, but he is faithful to keep that promise. And until then, until that promise is fulfilled, we have an obligation to be faithful to him and preach God's word, to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ, because someone did it for you. Someone was faithful enough to Jesus to have the courage to share the gospel message to you. Now it's your turn. Now it's our turn in, in an area that seems so dark and cold. And, and maybe you, you have been following the election, or maybe you've heard it from your parents, and, and you've heard, oh my goodness, things are going from bad to worse. What's going to happen here? Oh my goodness. Can I, can I tell you, Bible promises that. So, don't, don't be so shocked when things keep getting worse. But the Bible also promises, and I don't even just want to say Bible, Jesus Christ promises us in John 15 when he prays for all the disciples, those that were there in the garden and, and all of us now. He says, Lord, uh, he says, Father, I do not want to take them out of the world, but I want to protect them from the world. Can I tell you, in the midst of these darkness, dark times, in the midst of maybe you going through your schools and and being bullied and, and, and people laughing at you for your faith, can I tell you that Jesus Christ is protecting you? He he is with you through it all because he is faithful. I want to close with this. It was spoken by William Bradford, who was the governor of the Plymouth Colony, where the first Thanksgiving uh, lunch, dinner was held after preaching. And I just want to read this to you guys. Inasmuch as the Great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, beans, squashes, and garden vegetables and has made the forest to abound with the game and the sea with fish and clams and and inasmuch as he has protected us from the ravages of the, the savages, has spared us from the pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. 
Now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims, with your wives and ye little ones, do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November 29th of the year of our Lord, 1623, and the third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye pilgrim rock, there to listen to ye pastor and render thanksgiving to ye almighty God. For all his blessings. See, we are called to be thankful to the Lord throughout all of our ages. So let today, let today be the day. And moving forward, not just one day, just not one evening, not just for the next few minutes in small groups. Let tonight be the start of a, for us, for living a life to be thankful for what the Lord has done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you for everyone, again, that is here tonight, Lord. Father, I thank you that we're able to just go through this psalm here, Lord, and understanding that we are to be thankful to you. Father, I pray that we can acknowledge you triumphantly, Lord. That we don't coward to when people ask if we are Jesus followers. That we shout triumphantly, yes, I am a Christ follower and I am not ashamed of the gospel message. I pray, Lord, that through thankfulness that we give of ourselves. We give thanks to you verbally. We give thanks to you by the way that we live. We give thanks to you financially when you call, when you call something on our hearts to give towards something, Lord God. I pray that we we live thankfully towards you when we enter your gates, Lord God, and giving praise and giving thanks for all that you have done. And knowing that no matter what type of season we're going through, you are faithful to the very end. And Father, I pray that we give thanks by serving you. Not serving man, not, not serving things of this world, but we serve you, Jesus. And we do this all because of your faithful love, That goes on from generation to generation to generation. And we know that it's faithful because when you promised to send your son Jesus Christ, he came and he did what you called him to do. To fulfill the law of the prophets, to live the life that we should have lived, and he died the death that we all deserved. He took our place out of faithful love and obedience to you, Lord, and out of faithful love for us. Father, let us never, ever grow weary of the gospel message. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.